There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, Sue. By, by the way, I do not want to. Of all my ex-girlfriend's names, let's say Sue, Nancy, Mary, Suzanne. That's just about it, the long-timers. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite name? Or uh, Alice? I don't know. You do want me to start listing ex-boyfriend names and you can tell me which is the no, best? No, because I'd feel insecure. Oh, okay. Because I'm inadequate. But you're not insecure. What's your favorite name of all those? Of all those? Yeah. <sighs> I guess Nancy. Same here. I mean, I like yours the most. Yours is just a great, it's just such a wonderful name. You know, there's a chance that if I liked nothing else about you, that <laughs> just the fact that your name Alice would be a huge thing. Mm. Like, yeah, she's just a lump in a log. I know, she's so boring, <laughs> but her name is Alice. Thanks. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> you're wow. welcome. That's what, um, you know, the couples therapy has been doing for me. Discovering new things about Oh, that's canceled now, though. Oh, yeah. That's for Sorry about that. The dream is over. We want our money back at this point. We're good. good. Thank you. All right. Uh, But that doesn't mean that other people shouldn't go. They're not an advertiser, so it gives a flying frig. All right. Um, So, obviously, the big news is this bank, this uh, venture capital bank, which I didn't know provides the banking for half of the venture capital firms in the country. It's yeah. something like 60,000 businesses, whatever. I think it's partially like a prestige thing for them to be with Silicon Valley Bank. I had never heard of it before. Had you? Did you? No. No. Um, so anyway, the bank somehow is failing. Now, a couple of things that jumped out at me were um, somehow, so far, somehow, I don't know why, but from what I'm seeing right now, this snapshot is it's not immediately politicized. It's a little politicized. There's been people on, there's a bunch of people saying like they're like all full of woke and ESG and like so we shouldn't be. Well, that, them that out is true. That. And, 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 but it's going to be true of any bank. Do you so. know Congressman Ro Khanna? Uh huh. The California mm-hmm. progressive. He's actually, at times, I've seen many examples of, with him being in a forum in interview where he's been exceptionally reasonable. Like he hasn't been a, an insane a hole. He's, he's a big progressive. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be, for the most part, a consensus in D.C. that there's not going to be a straight-up bailout, whatever that means, to different people well, of this bank. Well, this is Ro Khanna's district. He wants there to be a a um, bailout. Let's listen to a little bit of him with Margaret Brennan today. A couple of things jump out. And if you're from New England, some, a couple of things will definitely jump out. I have great respect for Secretary Yellen, but I think we need to have more clarity and greater uh, strength in what Treasury is saying. First, the principle needs to be that all depositors will be protected and have full access to their accounts Monday morning. So now, so that's not a, not everybody who's just in FDIC 
but all depositors. Well, right. So because this tends to be a bank for startups, um, a lot, a, an unusually large amount of their deposits are not FDIC insured. Right. Um, because FDIC insures everything up to $250,000 in the account, which like for most normal banking that most normal regular everyday people do that's totally fine right but if you're a startup company and you just got five million dollars in seed funding in your angel investor round or whatever you might have a fairly large amount of that in the bank and that's not fdic insured right and also anything over 250k is not insured right so so now, it's not clear that that means they won't get any of this back. This bank has a lot of assets. Um, a bunch of them are liquid enough that they could start selling things off. They're saying, like, even if they just start selling things off, a lot of that people will, pro- the people with accounts in this bank are probably going to see, they're definitely going to see that 250000 available to them again on Monday. They are also going to see potentially up to 30 to 50% of the other money that was the uninsured money that was in the bank available to them as soon as Monday as well. Now, this depends on a lot of things. This is dependent on them being able to sell a bunch of their assets um, and getting cash to cover these costs. Um, The bank on Friday was placed into receivership under the FDIC. So they're, you know, now under this federal... um, thing right they're essentially failed but i mean like there could be before the end of the day today also a buyer they're accepting bids they're auctioning the company and this could be a good investment for some company because they can acquire it at very very low cost as long as they can like meet the obligations to the people who have accounts in this bank um to like meet their payrolls and stuff so it could be something where a big bank swoops in and acquires this now what caused this collapse uh has a lot to do it's funny like i was reading up on this and it kind of comes all back to inflation and the fed raising rates because um basically you know they're a company that gets a lot of cash deposits um big cash deposits why because 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 a lot of these companies put all their runway like in the bank you know what I mean? The, these companies aren't like... Okay, because these not, are startups. A lot of these are right, in the garage. So. Right. So you have like a year's worth of your payroll and expenses and you're just chucking it in the bank. I mean, like it, whether or not that's advisable for these companies to do, I think they're going to rethink it in the future. Um, have you ever heard that thing, that basketball player, the guy who's like... Um, the the like black guy who's Greek raised in Greece, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Giannis yeah. Yes. and to Pablo or whatever. I'm getting his name totally wrong, but anyway, he famously like a year ago it came to light that because he'd seen financial collapse in Greece, yep. he had his millions in like fifty different bank accounts at fifty different banks, so that he wasn't over two hundred fifty k at any one bank. Which is like, so that, I mean, like regular people shouldn't do that because you should have your money in like, uh, if you have that kind of money, I don't, and don't, I'm not giving out financial advice because uh, I don't friggin' know anything. Um, But like you said, but it also goes for the bank too, because this bank did not have a diverse um, set of client lists. So hang on. Yeah. So they didn't have a diverse client list. They're all these Silicon Valley type companies. Stephen Merrick in the chat says the new inve- his new employers invested heavily in the bank. Lucky you. Um, we have a relation that we saw this weekend mm-hmm. whose employer has all their payroll money in this bank. So <laughs> we are hoping for that relative's sake that obviously somebody steps in with a way for them to make their payroll. Um, but, you know, the... This bank was very reliant on cash coming in because the business model of a bank is to take money from some people and loan it to other people, right? Like, that's what you do. So they're getting all this cash in because they have this reputation as like Silicon Valley Bank, 
like the bank for venture capital people. And they have all this cash coming in, which is great for them because they can make all kinds of investments. However, a lot of investor cash had, has dried up over the last couple of years because um, well, it, interest rates right. went up. And there's also like a drying up of capital a little bit in these like startup spaces, right? Uh, for a variety of economic reasons. With the tech sector happening. has been listing badly. Yeah. So this has been going on. And and that, so that means they've seen a huge drop off in the amount of deposits. And a lot of these companies are now not able to raise as much money and are using more of their runway, which means they're taking more money out of their accounts to use it. Right. But on top of that. Um, and this dates from the 2008 financial crisis when a lot of bank, a lot of, you know, these banks had money in very, very risky assets like these those bad mortgages and stuff. Right. Do you remember of course, that? Of course okay. I so one of the regulations that came out of that was that your portfolio had to be what's called um, uh, risk, uh, risk weighted. Mm hmm. So you had so like you had to have more capital to back up because you need to have like a certain percent of the money in your bank actually of what you're loaning in out. case of fire. Right. Right. So and what the regulation essentially said is like since some type of investments are riskier than others that for riskier investments you need to have more money sitting in the bank in case than you do for like less risky things um but one of the things they said was least 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 risky and actually counts as zero percent risk when you're doing risk weighted asset management are treasury bonds do you know what treasury bonds are not really no um treasury bonds are essentially you loaning the u.s government money okay so you you know pay some money for this bond and then you get it back over time with interest okay so I assume it's tax sheltered as well. The bond. It's, there, there's as... there's some favorable things about yeah. it, but but anyway, you they're not very high yield assets, but they're considered extremely low risk because they're backed by the U.S. government. And when you're doing risk weighted asset management, they count as a zero. They're no risk. Mm -hmm. So that's all great until you're a company like Silicon Valley Bank that wants to be able to loan out more with less money coming in and you then plow all your money into U.S. treasuries, which sounds great, and then the Fed raises rates. And the Fed had been saying, we're definitely not going to raise rates because we're not going to see any inflation. We'd have to see like crazy inflation, like over 2% for a sustained period of time for us to raise rates. We're not going to do that. That's nuts. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they did raise rates. And then all those treasuries that Silicon Valley Bank held and like a lot of banks hold treasuries, not they held more than most banks, um, a lot more. But they but, you know, this isn't this isn't an atypical thing to hold bonds. OK. And the, and, you know, so when interest rates go up, those bonds are now worth less because why would you? I'm holding bonds that pay interest at like 1.79% and like a brand new bond from the U.S. government is going to pay like 3 or 4%. Like, why am I going to buy this junky one from Silicon Valley Bank that pays so much less interest because it was issued back when the interest rates were lower? Right, right, right. right. So they saw that they were having a capital issue last week um, and... And they were going to be downgraded by all these credit agencies and they sold all their U.S. treasuries and took a loss of like a couple billion dollars. And all these Silicon Valley investors kind of freaked out. Then there were their credit rating was downgraded anyway. And then all these Silicon Valley people freaked out, including Peter Thiel, mm -hmm. who, um, who runs the Founders Fund. And they essentially told all their companies. And again, this is an issue because it's not a diverse group of companies that's in this. So... When you're Silicon Valley Bank and Peter Thiel says, everybody better get your money out of this bank or you're not going to have it. Everybody goes and gets their money out of that bank. And that's your whole client list, basically. Right. So. Um, so they, mean, they drain the bank of the rest of the capital. Well, they tried to. Yeah. So right. they ended with like a negative balance of like a billion dollars on right. Thursday or whatever that day that was. They're saying that they're going to honor wire transfers that came in before 8 a.m. Pacific time on Friday. Um 
because a lot of people are saying they tried to transfer their money out Thursday and everything's frozen. They can't get their money out. Right. And from what I uh, have been hearing, the they would need to have money in the account tomorrow in order to make the 15th payroll. Right. So for companies that pay on the 15th. Right. Yeah. The only good thing about this whole thing is that is the name of the Face of the Nation um, episode today. Can you read that for us? Where? What I just texted you. It's, it's the name of this episode of Face the Nathan Nation today. The Silicon Valley Bank Claps. Mm-hmm. The only good thing about this is that the word claps is going to be used a lot in the next few weeks, maybe even months if we have a full depression. And nobody says claps better than Alice Shattuck, who <laughs> What's has, wrong with how I who's say managed claps? to rip a syllable away from it. So, sorry <laughs> Claps Like golf claps What do you call it? A collapse? I call it a collapse Because it's a collapse There's a C-O-L there That needs to be okay. represented You say it again Well <laughs> The Silicon Valley Bank collapse Say claps <laughs> Claps um, um, But it's I I find this so super interesting because now there's like this major push by people and like I say like we actually personally know somebody pretty well whose like mm-hmm. paycheck could very easily be impacted by this. Um that being said there's like this huge push amongst a bunch of like Silicon Valley adjacent people who mm-hmm. probably um you know stand to benefit from it. Saying that, you know, this absolutely has to be solved by the federal government. And if it's not, there's going to be a huge run on banks. And I mean, like a bunch of them are like actively so, rooting so for like want- First Republic Bank and JP Morgan to have bank runs, too. And including, by the way, some of the people who are like tweeting all this stuff about like First Republic Bank is next bank runs. Everywhere. Well, this is the second he like bank, literally right? holds another- a short position in so he could actually be in trouble for like trying to manufacture a bank run on a bank that he holds a short position in well this is a this is the second bank uh that, that this happened to in a few, couple weeks i read somewhere that it was another one too and um and well that brings me to to um, back to the congressman rokana mm-hmm. who was in this this is his district all depositors meaning those with accounts bigger than 250 thousand dollars which is the cutoff for insurance right now yes all of them there's precedent for this Chair Powell, when he was at Treasury in 1991, the Bank of New England collapsed. And Chair Powell said that Treasury coordinated with FDIC and with the Fed, and they insured every depositor then. And why did they do it? They didn't want a regional run on the banks. So now, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Now, a couple of notable things. How many Bank of New England branches do you uh, see out there, Alice? Uh, None. Right. Because that went away, that went to heaven, and, <laughs> yeah. and so, so did a, a, a whole bunch of others. Mm-hmm. But um, and I remember the the footage of the long lines because there was a run mm-hmm. in the bank. So yeah, and there are people posting images of people like standing outside banks this mm-hmm. weekend. And you were kind of saying like, why is that? Can't you just like transfer money out like yeah. online? You go in there with so, a withdrawal slip. It's but weird. I, I was reading and like, so I think people literally a want cash because. What it like a lot of these people initiated wire transfers at um Silicon Valley Bank and did them on Thursday and nothing they they didn't go, you know, right. like so I think there's sort of a suspicion of that, but I think that also I think that the online stuff also is happening at the same time too, and that's part of you know, I read one very and I like I don't know to what degree any of these people are experts in this um but you know, there's people online saying for sure that like one of the factors that contributed to this is the ability of lots of people to take money out of a bank very, very quickly. And so you can have this sort of social media contagion effect that you wouldn't have been able to have, you know, at the, at Breaking the same news, scale. Federal regulators said all depositors of Silicon Valley Bank will get their money and said a second bank, Signature Bank, was closed. Hmm. So what does that mean right now? How are all depositors going to get their money right now? Federal regulators rolled out emergency measures Sunday night to stem potential spillovers from Friday's swift collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, uh, including measures to backstop all depositors. Regulators announced that the action, the action in a joint statement from Treasury Secretary Yellen, Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and, Fed, and Martin Grunberg, 
The group said that the depositors at SVB will have access to all of their money on Monday. So is this just a, a general bailout then? Well, more, so well, this I've seen a lot of this too. People saying, mm -hmm. well, but all these people now, more bailouts for more people. Yeah. So, and there's some controversy. Like, I, I think everyone thinks that Silicon Valley Bank should go away. That the people who are making the investment decisions at Silicon Valley Bank and the people running the books there should all be on the hook and should not be it says bailed no out. losses associated with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank will be borne by the taxpayer. Well, hmm. do, do they have a buyer? Could that be what they mean? I After mean, like receiving several recommendations from the boards of the FDIC and Federal Reserve in consulting with President Secretary Yellen approved actions enabling the FDIC to complete its resolution of Silicon the Fed said it would make additional funding available. It doesn't. It doesn't seem. They do have like a clause for emergencies, like if they think it's a systemic risk to the banking system, that um, bank term funding program, which will offer loans of up to one year to banks that pledge U.S. Treasury securities, mortgage-backed securities, and other collateral. So. I mean, I don't know. You're not yeah. going to get your claps. I don't think else. Well, I don't know. I think Silicon Valley Bank should collapse. Oh, definitely. Um, that has collapsed, I think, right? Yeah. I, I'm i of mixed emotions on the individual depositors, um, you know, who have these companies and have people working for them who didn't necessarily. I mean, like, I don't know. I think probably at your startup you should hire some financial people who should tell you not to handle your money this way but i also kind of think that like you know i i don't know how much you can blame the depositors like sorry your company didn't take off guess you should have researched the financial statements of the bank more that where you put your money like i i mean does that seem like it well, it seems it a still, little extreme right yeah but it's still Sucks Picking to be favorites. You. Yeah. No, and I, so I think that that's a thing, but, you know, like, those businesses have employees who didn't do anything wrong, you know? Like, when I go and work at a startup, you know, you know that working at a startup has risk, but you don't necessarily think to ask, like, oh, how much of the of the investment portfolio of the bank where you're putting my payroll check money is in like U.S. Treasury bonds, right? Like, that's not necessarily something you'd think about to ask. Like, can I just see the financial statements of the mm -hmm. bank where you're holding the money? You know, like, I don't know. I'm all for personal responsibility, but it seems to me that there's like a lot of people hurt here who didn't necessarily do anything wrong. And I guess that's true in every crisis like this. But, you know, I, I also tend to think that some of the size of the risk is exaggerated because a lot of these companies, I mean, like, $250,000 is a lot of money, and I I don't know, like, you know, if your seed round was, like, a couple million dollars, then how much is, like, two weeks worth of your payroll? Can it really be that much more than $250,000? And like I said, like, they're probably going to get you know, partially made whole anyway, just from the market as this bank sells off securities and stuff. So I, I mean, I don't really know. I don't I don't know to what degree this is being exaggerated. But I can tell you that like the sympathy push from the people who are trying to get sympathy for themselves is not having the desired effect on me. In fact, it's somewhat the opposite. Like the more they kind of cry poor and it it like rings just not right to me somehow and like case in point the the whole um this did you did you did you look at any of this thing this lindsay michaelides or no. whatever um so basically this woman who has a startup um she put out this whole thread this like feel bad for me thread because her money is in silicon valley bank and it felt like she was laying it on a bit thick to me, but like then I, I'll just read it to you and tell me what you think. She writes, okay. hi, I'm Lindsay. A bit about me. Ohio mother of four. I employ a team of 15 as a startup founder and CEO of StrongSuit. I drive a used Honda Odyssey. My husband works in manufacturing. The financial future of my company, team and family are at risk with the collapse of SVB. So, but this is what I mean about, like, the numbers here, right? Like, you employ a team of 15. 
So between you and your team of 15, right. we're talking about 16 people. What's their payroll for two weeks? Like, if with the $250,000 back in there, what are the chances you can't make payroll? Like, I if you, you have could. 16 employees, I would think that you could. Like, you're not making... People aren't making $10,000 a week, right? Like, it seems like you, you'd right. be able to make your payroll with 16 employees and your 250000 back, right? And then the other stuff is going to come back over time. But I think, like, you figure it out to make payroll this week, right? I, right. I would think. Anyway. Uh, the collapse of SVB might look like a 1% problem that only impacts the coastal tech elite. Not true. This impacts small businesses made up of hardworking people making modest mortgage payments in the Midwest. This impacts parents putting dinner on the table. Now, all this kind of implies that, like, she's part of that. She's not a one percenter or a tech elite. She's a parent making modest mortgage payments in the Midwest, right? Right. Um, so then she goes into her whole story. Her second child was born in 2017. They struggled as working parents to manage things. She came up with this idea of strong suit in 2018 with an idea and lots of hustle. She helps. She built something that helps working families manage the chaos, move parents from feeling frazzled and feeling present on top of it without settling and opting out of their careers. Um, so there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She quit her job and put... 10k into her business and they decided they could live without her income for 18 months uh already you can tell they can't be that poor right right i mean you can already tell that works in manufacturing must be a euphemism for yes, something yes yes um, I grew the business while navigating. She was pregnant with twins. She had to stop by her OB on the route to the airport to get investors. She had preemies. It's a, I mean, it sounds hard. Um, you know, she raised $3 million. She hired engineers. She has a team of 16 people. She says, I don't know how this ends. There's stories of thousands of people like mine. I don't know the tech elite. Um my employees work at wages far below market in exchange for ownership and a vision. I'm not the tech elite. I'm a mom in Ohio who gets up every day and works as hard as I can to raise good humans and to build something that will make the world better for all of our kids. My founder story is 100% vision, grit, hard work, and sacrifice, no riches. My team is not big tech. No one lives in Silicon Valley. This isn't bailing out big tech. This isn't a handout to the tech elite. Uh, da, 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 right? So then you go to her profile and it says former McKinsey. <laughs> yeah. So she's former McKinsey. She was making $230,000 a year at McKinsey. Her husband is also former McKinsey. He works in manufacturing means that he's the CFO of a steel company. And they had a family income of over 400K a year living in Ohio. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, it's fine, but you're a one percenter. Like, right. I mean, like, right. I'm not judging. Go for it. Live the dream. I know a lot of very smart people who've worked at McKinsey and are, you know, awesome people. Live the dream. Whatever. But don't come to me and go like, I'm just like you. I'm not a tech elite. I drive a used Honda Odyssey. Yes. Like, slow down. So then her company... That she started, which also I was like, 
details a little vague on like what your company does. Like we help families manage things so they feel in control. So it's called Strong Suit. And how it works is you pay them $6,000 a year and they help manage all the stuff that you can't because you and your husband both have extremely demanding jobs at McKinsey. Gotcha. And they help you like plan your kids' birthday parties and stuff. It's like Uber, but for like, I can't manage my house. Are we members? We can't afford $6,000 a year. All right. Um, you have to join the wait list, first of all, because okay. you can't, you can choose $5,900 a year, $1,500 a quarter, or $600 a month, depending Let's on. Spread it out, Alice. You know, um, you know, so they can show you how to plan a tie dye birthday party. Um, it's like t- a valet, having a valet. Yeah. Uh, so, and it shows you. You like put little tasks in there and they help you come up with things. Spring break camp options, New York City volunteer ideas, virtual baby shower game ideas, Boston custom cake options, festive baby shower ideas, microwave options. Like, so that's the, that's a plan. And I think they have, um, they have like clients that are businesses, probably other fake Silicon Valley businesses that that buy this service for their employees as a part of their benefits package. Like Ah. we, because one of the things she tweeted was like in her, like this week was just like any other. I deposited a six figure check from a customer into our bank account before attending parent teacher conferences. So that's like from a corporate client, you know, that, you know, you're hiring this service basically for your employees so that they don't have to do mundane things like figure out what summer right. camp to send their kids to. You know, you just pay the folks at Strong Suit to do that for you. But which is, again, like, fine, rich people need services too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not trying to knock rich people. And I don't want anything bad to happen to this woman, really. No. But just. The putting out there of the sob story, like, I'm just a regular mom in Ohio with a Honda Odyssey. Like, and it's so not that at all, is so, like, cringy. It makes me not want to bail out the depositors. Yeah, I honestly. don't want to bail out the depositors. No. I, let somebody else get effed. Well, and I think, you know, a, a big bank could step in here. But even without a bailout, bailout like, there, there's not going to be... They're going to get a big chunk of their money back either way, but... You, you know, are- as as I go through my death spiral, I want everybody coming with me. <laughs> Screw it all. Light the place on fire. Oh, let's get back to Ro Khanna here. Okay, more you of what do he more says is, is interesting to me. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm hearing uh, from people in my constituency. They are getting notes to pull out of regional banks, and all of this will be consolidated in the top four banks. We don't want that as a nation, especially if you're progressive. The other thing is the payroll companies that are involved. Some of them have 400,000 folks. They're not going to be able to meet payroll if they don't have access to the de- deposits. And then, go ahead. No, so, so you, want, you wanted to hear from the Treasury Secretary a statement that said the U.S. government will guarantee all depositors? Yes, just, just like they did with the Bank of New England. Now, here's the thing. Like it's not going to cost taxpayers money because if you look at the financials of SBB, mm-hmm. they have the assets. They have the... It's like what you were saying. So anyway, mm-hmm. he wanted the full thing. So now this is kind of dated now, but I just wanted to. Yeah, it's so somebody, he got what he wanted. Right. So if you're somebody who's who's got an interest in here, or if you're somebody who's definitely afraid you're not going to get paid, which is fine now, listen to Janet Yellen. I want to get straight to it because the markets will soon reopen for. This is, there's a lot of people, you know, banking, finance, yada, yada, alphas, you know, yeah. competence, super thinkers, right? Trading. Does the government need to intervene and take emergency measures because of SVB's failure? Well, let me say America's economy relies on a safe and sound banking system that can provide for the credit needs of our households and businesses. So whenever a bank, especially one like Silicon Valley Bank with billions of dollars uh, in deposits fails, it's clearly a concern. Um, 
from the standpoint of depositors, many of which may be small businesses, uh, they rely on access to their funds to be able to um, pay the bills. So that- she's just got this cadence mm-hmm. of just detached. Steve says she sounds like Carol Channing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You would have seen her in several love boats. I don't know who that is. Uh, I think she was most known for Hello Dolly, maybe. You, 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 don't worry about it. Okay. But she does. She does. Um, but, I mean, this is this whole... I mean, this is... What are these... These messengers are terrible. Like, she's terrible. Yellen is terrible. And, uh, to others that are sound and um, a goal always of supervision and regulation is to make sure that contagion can't uh, can't occur. And she's she used that same voice to talk about woke stuff a, mm-hmm. a few months ago as well. These people do not... You need people that are going to make people timid in the markets say, okay, somebody's on this. But maybe somebody else is on it. Who knows? What else we got, Albie? Oh, there was something you wanted to talk about today. Okay, this this. Uh, how about this young lady's audio? Okay. This is a big thing, right? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of commentary did you send this on to this. Us? Yeah, I did. I'm curious your thoughts. Because I'm not seeing. I'm seeing the Stanford stuff. It's up there. It's up there. It's up, up there. Above that, yeah. Oh, there uh, she Tommy is. in New Hampshire says the Shattuck stuck me into Patreon with theirs. Best of super fun site and burnt orange minivan story were the same. Well, I can promise you, we're not gonna need the taxpayers to bail out our uninsured by the FDIC deposits. And as a matter of fact, if, if you want to... If we get to a situation where we to, have $250,000 in the bank, I promise we'll stop charging for Patreon. <laughs> yes. and I'll, Well, I don't, actually. <laughs> no way. Um, but uh, you, you can still see that burnt orange minivan if you'd like to on the streets of Maryland, <laughs> which is just another heart uh, ache that we've got to go through. Somebody has been driving that car around racking up uh, speeding tickets and red light blowing tickets and they're all coming to the Shattucks even though the car was sold it's not just one of the nightmares we've got uh, <laughs> just waiting for us okay so this is a young lady who's on TikTok um, where do you think I am visually on this young lady um, you like her yes <laughs> okay. I'm she's big, not that she's like... cute I like my psychos uh, brunette too okay I do, I do. Okay. Even though the two I've known in my life, both with the nicest names, have not been brunettes. <laughs> guys, I just got back from a hinge date. She said, "Guys, I just got back from a hinge date." She speaks uh, zillennial, so I'll. I may have and to she speak. has like an accent too. Yes. Why am I doing this to myself? So we scheduled to go to dinner. We are sitting at the restaurant. Seems very nice. Not a catfish. Not a catfish. What is that? Catfish. Mean? It's just the the speech to text oh. is wrong. It's not catchfish. It's just catfish. Okay. So in other words, he's like he's what real. his profile looked okay. like. Things are going well, and the waitress comes over. She wants to take her order, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna take the Bernzino." What's what is, a Bernzino? I don't know. I'm gonna. I don't know. Her. Too poor to know what that this is, is, I guess. This is, just, this is just something that Zillennials have, have invented. It's a mild whitefish popular in Italian cuisine, usually roasted. It looks pretty good. looks pretty okay. good. Okay. And she's hot, so we'll, I'm all for the brands, you know. And he said, I'm going to take the burger. And the waitress asked him, okay, how do you like your burger? He said, how he likes his burger. And do you want some cheese on your burger? And he asked... Is this going to be extra? And she says, yes, it's $3 extra. And he said, okay, then never mind. Over there, and I'm like, what the actual f***? I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my Bernzino and see what happens. And he's like, oh my God, you have to pay extra for everything these days. And I'm like, yeah, it's New York City. So I got my Bernzino. He got his burger. We were eating. And once I was satisfied... I got up and I was like, I'm going to the restroom for a second. And I took my purse and I went to the waitress and I was like, hey, I just want to pay the bill. And I just paid the bill and walked out of the restaurant and I texted him. So I texted him, the check is taken care of. You should have gotten the cheese. And I blocked him. Here's my ruling. Mm-hmm. 
She's absolutely right. He's a pussy, and it shows a complete lack of character and it's self-absorption that he was worried about the $3 cheese. Also, if she's ordering the Branzino, it's obviously an Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. The fact that he got a pedestrian cheeseburger means that she should have smashed the bottle of Prosecco over his head. Well, okay, I'm glad to hear you say this because I thought I was the only one, and I can see in the chat... um, Tommy New Hampshire is calling her a nightmare and a lot of people are saying what? she was like psycho and all this stuff. But like I kind of think it is really weird on a date to like be upset about a three dollar upcharge for she of course at a fancy restaurant they charge you more for everything, especially in New York. Like what I mean, she's ordering fish that you and I don't even know what it is. And right. like he's well, worried about his three dollar cheese. Like I find it, that it, so weird. I, I don't know. Yes, of course. He then he's got a total lack of testosterone if he does that. And also also, first of all, is he trying to get late here? Because if so, play the game. Remember the idea is first of all Russell it, in the chat says she's no good. He's no, better off. She is good. No, she's good and hot. We like her. All she, all he but had. But Stephen do- Merrimack says she sounds like a tiger in bed. So she is excellent. We love her. Steve, check out. Have you tweeted her? I, I haven't reached. I'll tweet it. her. You can go tweet I'm it. I'm going to tweet her right now. But yeah, but I hold kinda, on one second, Alice. And another like, thing is this: she bought him his food, and then left. Like, well, because you know why? Because she knew she was dealing with a bitch, and she knew she could tell probably when she got her Branzino mm-hmm. that. Cheapy was ordering off the cheap side of the menu for himself because he's like, oh man, it's going to cost me a little. They're going to charge me for the cheese. Three bucks for cheese? Dude, you are trying to get laid here. <laughs> You're worried about the cheese? He, he CB'd himself over a slice <laughs> of cheese. He is now alone tonight without this gorgeous brunette hanging with him. But he saved on the cheese. I hate this guy. I, I, I hope. <laughs> well, to, and else, she bought him all his food now, which else, I think honestly was kind of a smart move on her part because now he can't post about her and be like, "I went out and bought this girl this fancy meal at a place that charges three dollars extra I for love cheese." This girl. She and, is fantastic. She is fantastic. Yeah, and absolutely, the guy was a total bitch. And you guys know that you wouldn't act like that. Come on. So yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna put the link in the I chat have been, for people too because back uh, before I was very rich. I've heard Alice, like I all was, negativity about her, and I kind of don't mind her. Like uh, I think she's right, and I think the guy. Yeah, sucks. the guy's a bitch. She noticed that during the meal that he has big character flaws, and she wanted out, and she got the hell out of Dodge, and I have no problem with that whatsoever. No problem. And believe me, she would leave on our date as well, but it wouldn't be the cheese. Okay, <laughs> it would be everything else. <laughs> But and it was going well, and he screwed that all up because of his because of a slice of three dollar cheese in New York. Everything is a cocktail is twenty seven dollars, which I assume he didn't order. I, I assume he's not. Ordering. Guys, I just get back from a Hinge date. What's a Hinge date? Hinge is a dating app. Oh okay. Uh, I like her. I like everything. Buddha Judge and, uh, and Chaston met on Hinge, I believe. Did they? I think so. I think that's what I Buda read. Ju- Pete got the cheese. I bet. Probably. All right. Should we do the uh, Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce chat show? Uh, people don't like our looks. I don't know. Why? What's wrong with you I guys? Know. The Wakefield Malt says she's okay. And Stephen Hughes changed from not guilty to guilty on the basis of... Uh, oh, no. Yeah. She's a good-looking woman. She's got... That's a good-looking woman. She... Guys, come on now. That is a woman who... I mean, mildly, she's got a little bit of Louis Rukeyser look in a tiny bit I don't know of, what that means tiny bit of George Washington in, in Julian Lennon but other than that <laughs> she, is, she would really look, selling it honey. she would look damn fine her and her bronzino no problemo <laughs> I am not skimping on a cheese uh somebody says their date Tom asked for extra cheese and pulled out his own hot sauce from his pocket yeah you know just bring your own cheese Tom did? honestly Who did? Dave said his date Tom asked for extra cheese and pulled his own hot sauce out of his pocket I would if if let me tell you one thing. If I was single and my woman, the woman did that, pulled Chelsea Fire hot sauce out of her pocket, I would be on one knee um, proposing immediately. Remember, I do think you actually like partially fell in love with me when I told you in a restaurant that I believed all things like fries were just a vehicle for getting more sauces into your mouth. Mm, that sounds that's a turn on <laughs> when you say it now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember a woman... But you were like, yes, I've been talking about this for years. A woman who looked mm-hmm. like this girl came into the um, Red Hat, 1993. 
and two years after the uh, the uh, Bank of New England uh, famous run, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, she came in and ordered a shot and a beer, shot her Jack Daniels, drank her beer, and then ordered another one, shot her Jack Daniels, drank her beer, and then got up and walked out. And there were 11 men ready to spend the rest of their lives with her. There are some moves you can make as women. And if, you know what? A woman award is a good bronzino. That's what I look for. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Which is brought to us actually by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Um which... bring some to uh, the nutmeg state. Mm, I'm not yes. saying any more. Where we are going on Tuesday. Barring oh, yeah. catastrophic weather events. Uh but it's a really good hot sauce. Uh heat and flavor in one great sauce, and they donate five percent of Your the proceeds heat and flavor. To the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Hey, do you want to tell people what I did today for you? Um, Not only did we go to the FM station, which is in Newburyport, it's an excellent breakfast place. Which you, oh, you did, did you love it? You didn't love it? I liked it. I thought it was great. I think they're great. But you ordered. A, I liked you didn't what order I. Well. I liked what you I didn't ordered. Order well. I liked what I. Ordered. What was your problem with the place? I didn't have a problem with the place. Well, be more exuberant. I liked about it. it. It's a great. place. I liked it. It's I just was place. thirsty while I was there. Well, did you order water? Yes. And they didn't bring it. They brought it, but it was like seventy-five percent ice. Oh. And then nobody refilled it. Ice counts as water. No, because you can't quench your thirst with it. So you can't. No. What does it do? Go to your, different, <laughs> your second know. stomach. <laughs> I don't know. What am I supposed to swallow Alice it whole? Is one of these, Alice is one of these people. Guys, listen to this. Just... Listen to this. Alice is one of these people who actually, when she gets an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, demands no ice. In it. I do order things with no ice. Yeah, no ice. Not because I'm, but like, no. if I'm thirsty and I want water, I do. And I'll order, like, if I'm at McDonald's, I'll order, like, a Sprite with no ice. Right. Just trying to eat g- g- Gary Gipe more product. Yeah. Just order, I mean, it the, just order it the way they give it to you. Just no, order. I don't want the ice. Just take it's it. It's annoying. Right. Just like you don't it's want the annoying. cheese. It's exactly. annoying. You don't want the cheese. I'm not getting the cheese. And, by the way, like, in this case, I was just drinking water, which I assume is tap water anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I'm ordering something that's not water, I don't want, like, dirty tap water ice in it. You know what Have you seen call... ice machines? They're really gross. I've seen a lot of ice machines. Having, having the, the <laughs> robust food and beverage background I have. You know what we used to call tap water at the Harvard Club? What? Tapier. Oh, very, very fancy. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. You're cute. Thanks. Um, are you not? Trish also orders with no ice. Just saying. Oh, God. Trish, come on. I don't like ice. I just get the, Just take the ice. Just take the. Take the cheese and take the ice. Okay. I just I, uh, don't want ice. I think there is a market for you, Tom. All right. In the OnlyFans world, <laughs> I just don't know uh, how many people, uh, uh, uh through the. Uh, burn barrel would actually watch i i personally not not a fan of that stuff yeah. but um uh yeah how many people uh, there would probably be a lot of people that would uh watch a submissive bear being uh <laughs> led around on a dog leash and uh, put in a stockade like sam brinton and, and mm-hmm. their ass whipped yep well, there, the there's not, a market for that i don't think the bear is supposed to be submissive although i could be wrong i'd do whatever i don't, I don't care <laughs> Hello. I was on a walkabout and I thought of Tom, so I thought I would um, just call from Greenwood and um, give a quick... You know what Greenwood is, Alice? Mm -hmm. It's a region of Wakefield. That's correct. It's a hilly area there. Mm -hmm. And you know who lives in Greenwood now? Comedian Paul D'Angelo. Wow. Did you know that? Good Wakefieldian. Great man. Great guy. We should get him on. We should get him on. Music review from the North Shore, so... I went to uh, the Melrose Symphony Orchestra right. uh, about a week ago, and they had an opera night, which was great. They had a um, a bunch of singers there to belt out these. One of the D'Angelo told me that one of the jokes was there was a joke about Greenwood mm-hmm. because it was like a like seventies and eighties heavy smoking pot area too. Hmm. Sorry, John, I'll rewind a little bit. Um, a bunch of singers there to belt out these, you know, arias, which was Ooh. cool and some narrative to go along with it. So you learned a little something hmm. very cultural. And uh, it turns out on the 28th, there's a uh, Reading Symphony Orchestra, and it's going to be in the Galvin in Wakefield. 
and uh, they are doing like a Middle Eastern theme. And I asked the guy if they are having belly dancers, and he said no. So oh, no. I don't think they are going to make as much money, oh. but it will be good. So my, that is what I have from Greenwood. One of my okay, worst showings you. ever was making a pass at a belly dancer. Did I ever tell you about this? No. It was right after there was a concierge event like 20-something, 20, 20 years ago or something, right mm-hmm. out next to the Clara, the old uh, on St. Batal Street in, in mm-hmm. kind of the back base, south end. And uh, there was a belly dancer there, and we were talking for a while, and then we were out in the street, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going right in, going right in for the kiss. And she did a, a Matrix-like swerve to get out of the uh, blast zone <laughs> like I've never seen before, and then she uh, scooted away, and that was it. Sorry about that, ma'am. I figured I'd give it a shot, you know? What are you going to do? I mean, usually it always turns out to, you know, where I close a deal, else, right? <laughs> so, in case you think I'm not cool. <laughs> Which will be quicker? Oh, Tim. The time it takes Congress, the Uniparty, to pass measures to bail out the SVB stakeholders, I guess you call them, the uninsured, yep. the people who gambled mm-hmm. with their money and took a risk and lost, or the time it takes Tom Shattuck to actually tell a story and get to the point. I say Congress. Whoa, but tied you. I think Congress How will be quicker. You? It sounds like they already did, basically. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't there's know no such Congress, thing as Congress but... anymore. The new Congress is the executive branch, and they and did this they in did record this. time. Yeah. Um, so I'm do, I do hope that they're going to have a buyer here from, uh, from like the private sector, but I. Just wrap it up, Alice. Okay. Sorry. I apologize. Anyway. Um, when we get to the other side, there was something I, else I wanted to talk about. Yeah, there was something today um, you had that was cute. That was going to be fun to talk about. Yes. And we, oh, yes. We're going to talk about the Stanford Law School well, thing in the Patreon show. Yes. I don't know what else there is other than that. But okay. anyway, uh, but we are going to talk about the Stanford Law School thing um, on the Patreon show at patreon.com slash burn barrel. C'est la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.